welcome to another episode of To The Trails. I'm your host, Katie, and this week we are getting, we're getting down and personal. Um, I polled you guys on social media and by far, unanimously, the decision was personal. Not another mini technical episode, so... With that, um, I, I've been wanting to do another one of these, so I'm really grateful that everyone kind of requested that. Um, and I was actually, I was going back. I've been going back. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with it, there's there's a whole website um, at katienewland.com that has copious amounts of data and lists and checklists that are behind all of these blogs. And I was going back and editing episode two and episode one because the episode blogs have really developed even further um, as we've progressed in this journey. And I wanted to go back and really flesh those out. So I was going back and in in doing so, I re-listened to episode one, which is, if you haven't heard it yet, it's more of an introduction. It's it's the purpose and the motivation and why I created To The Trails podcast and why I wanted to get you guys involved and why I wanted to start to build an outdoor community centered around around hiking and empowering people to really learn um, and to continually learn and to feel like you can get outside and do badass things. Like, that's for you. It's for anyone and everyone. And when I was listening to it, I <laughs> I started like, I felt a call to go do something outside. Like I felt like I needed to go and be outside. And it was a lot of my, my own personal backstory. Um, anyway, so I, I got really excited about doing a personal one. So I'm very grateful that that aligned with you guys as well. Um, and I think the personal reasons of why we get outside and our stories and our journeys are really important to hear and they're really important to share because we all resonate with something inside of that. Um, the The discovery of figuring out what you want to do is <laughs> seemingly so simple and so trivial, but at the end of the day, society screams so much at us um, and tells us what we can or shouldn't do or how we should look or, you know, what our work lifestyle should be or what is success and a lot of times we lose ourselves in that. Um, and that for me is one of the biggest motivations for getting outside for, for the whole last like four-year trajectory of my life. Um, and what I'm continually working towards and trying to make all of the things that I want to do align with um, what I actually do. And again, while that's seemingly so simple, it's really, really hard And one of the ways for me to identify those things that I want to do and the discrepancy between what I actually do is by getting outside, is by by stepping outside, even if it's just like outside my door and looking up at the sky or looking at the stars or whatever colloquial kind of like, not colloquial, um, cliche, (laughs) there we go, there's the word, Um, whatever cliche it sounds like you're doing, that stuff is so empowering it's so simple but so dramatic and and so I'm I want to dive a little bit more into that in this episode um and then also this week we have really exciting personal news uh and that aligns very much with what the the theme of this podcast is and the theme of this community I I hope it continues to extend beyond just the podcast uh the podcast is a way to learn but to to inspire everyone to integrate more outside (laughs) that's a weird way of saying it but to really just spend more time outside and to not just spending on time outside but integrating 
everything outside with your daily life and your daily actions so that it doesn't have to be this disparate concept. It doesn't have to be this, oh, I need to save, you know, a thousand dollars to go on this road trip in order to go to all these national parks and check off this list and and accomplish XYZ or take these beautiful breathtaking photos to feel like I've been outside. It's not at all what it's about. Um, so with that, uh, I'm not going to make you guys wait until the end. We have really exciting personal news. And if you haven't seen uh, the suspense built that was not intentional <laughs> on social media, um, we were also under suspense because we were just waiting for everything to come through because we, we've had a couple of things that have gone on in the past year that have fallen through um, and we kind of told family and friends and at the end of the day, it didn't work out and people backed out on us and things got canceled and that's kind of more treacherous to go through and wade through emotionally than just being patient. So without further ado, I'm not going to make you wait anymore. Um, we bought land. And I hate that phrase, um, but that is the action. That is what we did. We, we purchased land here in Chilean Patagonia. And it feels really, really good. Uh, it feels incredible. So a little bit of backstory, because I want you to understand kind of what our goal is. and not just to purchase land and that, that's the end all be all and, and to mow it and manicure it and just to, to have it. Um, there's a much greater purpose uh, and a much grander dream that I've had for a long time. Um, and Fernando supports indefinitely. So, um, so the two of us, Fernando and I, Fernando is my husband. Uh, he is from Chile and I am from the United States. I'm from Kentucky and both of us met in Boston. I'll give you a high level backstory if you want a little bit more. There's more in the first episode, but we met in Boston. Uh, I was doing my postdoc at MIT when I moved there and Fernando was doing his PhD in astronomy um, and we met at a rock climbing gym. Uh, we met at BKB and a lot of you guys listening in uh, are my, my climbing community, my climbing friends, and I, I miss you guys dearly. Um, and a lot of you guys are from grad school. So I met a lot of people and a lot of incredible people in grad school and um, rock climbing and that encouraged me to continue that pursuit. Uh, it really parallels outside beautifully. Um, and the climbing community is very analogous in feeling to hiking groups. Like when you meet people on the trail, they're like your lifelong friends that you didn't know you were missing. Like the climbing community and the rock climbing community are just, just like fucking phenomenal. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on podcasts. <laughs> I guess I can do whatever I want. Um, maybe <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, they're just, they're just phenomenal. Um, and Anyway, so we met at we met at BKB, which is a rock climbing gym in Boston, and we decided that we really wanted to. I don't know. There was there was some kind of an emptiness, and we we didn't want to fit the social standards and the social norms that are kind of placed on everyone. Um, and I had been really really pursuing this concept of of bridging the gap between the discrepancy of what I spend my day doing um, and what because your priorities are basically what you do. You can have in your head what you actually think priorities should be or could be. Um, but in, in reality, your priorities are what you spend your time doing. And what I noticed was that there was, there was this discrepancy between what my priorities were, what I thought they should be, and what I was actually spending my time doing. So um, I really wanted to begin to work to, to bring those closer together. And in doing so, it led us on a lot of really incredible adventures the past four years. So 
After one year of doing my postdoc, um, both of us transitioned to industry positions where we could save a lot of money for a year. Um, I was in pharma and after that year, okay, first of all, this is one of the big reasons um, I'm going to kind of break in and out of storytelling and also motivation because that's really important, I think, to, to me and to all of you guys is during those times when I was working, you know, classically nine to five all week. I mean, grad school was way worse than that. It was like 12 hour days plus weekends, but it had like no work-life balance. It just didn't exist. And during those times, the thing that reset me and the thing that got me outside was you almost unanimously in agreement with what you guys said is why do you get outside and it's to de-stress. I mean, there are times when I felt like the world is collapsing and there is no reason to do anything or to, to pursue something or the things that I'm doing are trivial. Um, and when you get in that that hole, to me, the, the way that I get out is I, I move um, and I get outside. And, and sometimes I don't have the capacity to drive and go somewhere. So that movement looks like yoga. But there's nothing that parallels stepping foot outside and moving um and then hiking among the trees and actually being for me it's in a forest and breathing in that air and as soon as you step onto that it's just like a whole world opens up time slows down and it just shocks your system back as like a reset it's the most eloquent shock <laughs> ever and and I think that's so strong for me that that's why that's the foundation of why I'm doing all of this because I want more I just genuinely want more people to realize how incredible they are and how powerful they like they are to themselves and to everyone around them and all you have to do to experience that and to know that at the depth of your core is to be outside um, and everything else is just embellishment whether you go to a national park or whether you go to a state park or whether you you know, you have this huge bucket list and you check it or you summit 4,000s or you go mountaineering and you summit 8,000s. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because you do hard shit and you prove to yourself what you are truly capable of, even if it's just a walk through the woods. So that was our kind of like sanctuary during that year in industry is that we would go to the White Mountains. We were living in Boston, so we would go explore New England and we would get outside as much as we could. We slept in our car. We slept, you know, in campgrounds. We would go, you know, in off-season where the campgrounds were closed. And then you just, like, drop your money in a box. Um, and I was also exploring stuff with women's groups at BKB. And that was exquisite. Like, experiencing groups that you've never met before and just feeling like family. Like, that group is one of the most connected, incredible set of women I have ever experienced outdoor things with. Like, it was phenomenal. Um, so I'm super, super grateful for all of that. And that led us to really questioning like, okay, well, why don't we break away from what society expects of us, break away from the nine to five and actually try something different. So, um, we toyed with a lot of different ideas and Fernando really had this passion for wanting to do bike touring. So we did it. Uh, we bought bikes, we bought panniers, we bought all of the gear we needed and we biked, we sold all of our stuff. Um, we shipped a few boxes of things to my parents' house in Kentucky and we, we biked from Boston to Canada and there was this grand ambition of biking all the way down to Patagonia, all the way down to here. 
um, and we hit part of Canada to start to do the the trans Canada road and it was absolutely miserable like we were miserable I had saddle sores that were just like took weeks to heal the first time we had a break in Kingston and they came back um with true hatred towards me and that was it was just awful and it wasn't what we wanted to do um and it detracted from our goal of really spending time outside and it was fully immersed outside like you you're outside that's it you're it's like backpacking but on a bike it is literally the same and um it just wasn't for us in that moment and we still have all of our stuff and intend to do it again but anyway so we shifted gears we we began to learn when we needed to adapt and when we needed to modify and we shift gears towards uh, van life and that was another incredible way to to overland and again I think people sometimes miss the concept of van life, um, but for us, and I think everyone has their own motivation, but for us, it was truly about experiencing culture and nature in a different, in a, in a more accessible way that was sustainable for us in that point. So for us to be able to have computers and gear um, and to have places where we could actually like work remotely, van life was, was brilliant. It was, it was incredible. Um, and we were able to travel and see so many different things. And that just, it just is overwhelming in how much nature blows your mind. <laughs> I mean, not just nature, not just mountains and volcanoes and rivers and rock formations and all of that jazz, which is just exquisite in its own right. It's about experiencing a tiny turtle sanctuary on the coast of Mexico where you get to interact with the people who spend, you know, all their days working a nine to five just to pay for the gear to protect endangered turtle species from poachers. And they ride four wheelers every single night to watch for any turtles that come onto the shore. And we got to ride with those people on the coast of Mexico. And I remember just the air around us and the moon above like every single aspect of it you just it's almost like a meditation in its own right it it's so it's beyond words I don't I don't have words to describe those kind of experiences and those kind of experiences come in all sorts of of ways they don't have to be at the at the summit they they come in the the trip up there <laughs> like everyone says that and it's very cliche you know oh, it's not the destination it's the journey but like some it's just sometimes it is it, it really is that journey because even if you're hiking up something and it's it's monotonous and it's step after step and it's hard and it's grueling it shows you how much you are truly capable of of being and how much you're truly capable of doing. So I digress. So we did van life, which allowed us to be outside. Um, again, it is a place of high privilege and everything. Um, but it, I think the the point of the story is not to go do van life. The point of the story is not to go do bike touring. The point of the story is to realize that you can do, you can be in nature and you can do hiking, exploring things anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, and I, and I love it. So I, I'm going to get a little bit more more personal now. Oh, I, I lied. Um, the whole point of me telling you that was that we bought land. So that led us to here. Uh, COVID happened. I'm not going to go into the whole details of COVID. Um, 
and what that did, but that turned our life literally upside down. Um, it locked us apart for nine months. I was in the U.S. and Fernando was here in Chile. Anyway, um, we had a long-standing dream of finding some place large. <laughs> so we bought 123 acres of mountain land. Um, we are situated a little bit north of Coyhaique, if you're familiar with Chile at all. Uh, if not, I strongly urge you to look it up. I knew nothing of Patagonia really before. Um, and it is, oh, it is, it's breathtaking. I mean, I keep using that word, but it's, you drive everywhere and there's mountains around you. There, you cannot get away from the mountains. Um, so we have mountains on either side of a flat space that is a huge river that cuts through the property. Um, it's mostly forested. It has some flat spots and... Our immediate goal, of course, is to, to have a small home that we're going to build on there. Not a tiny house, but um, a little bit bigger than a tiny house. And my dream is to have a hybrid... Well, the, the dream for the land is to, to reforest. Um, there are a lot of parts here that are affected by cattle and affected by lumber industry. And my goal is to replant native species um, that are either extinct or not extinct but are very endangered or don't exist anymore in this region so just extinct to this area because of over exploitation uh, to work with local groups um, also for rewilding and to increase the biodiversity on our property and in parallel with that I have a really really future dream of having some kind of a studio lab hybrid where scientists and creatives alike can come and and visit and to soak in the grandeur of everything around them and experience nature and experience a working condition that is not high level stress and is not filled with social expectations of you have to produce this or you have to do this to be successful but to actually resonate and and immerse yourself in something that is so unintrusive that you actually get to get to the core of what you want to create and to have a space for that uh, would be absolutely phenomenal so that's kind of the goal um, and to be able to have people come out and learn and to have literature and to have experiences for children and adults and people who want to actually learn how to take care of and cultivate something beautiful with the world in a way that we can make it profitable with the markets and everything, but but to have people really learn and to appreciate um, and to realize how truly life-changing experiencing nature is. Um, but now I'm, I want to get a little bit more, more personal um, because this past year and a half and to, but basically the past two years have been really, really, really challenging. Um, we had pandemic and I was kind of stuck in the U.S. And being able to walk in my parents' backyard and being able to walk in nearby parks where I didn't, you know, I wasn't driving, I wasn't going anywhere, I was staying quarantined. Um, or being able to walk even to like when I, when I stayed in a place in Cincinnati for a month, I walked to the cemetery because there were exquisite trees. There were really big, large trees. Those moments... I didn't have fancy hiking gear. I, I didn't take anything that you needed. You don't even need water bottles to like go for an hour to walk. But those moments where I just sat underneath a tree or ran my hands through the grass um, and breathed in fresh air 
those moments helped me get through dealing with things that I couldn't change. I could not open borders if I wanted to. I could not move those kind of mountains. And I think that taking to nature makes you, makes you real, it humbles you in a way that, that nobody telling, like anybody can, cannot tell you that. Um, you have to experience that for yourselves and you have to realize how, how infinitesimally small you truly are. And in doing so, it makes you realize how incredibly large you are and how incredibly powerful and how much you have control over and at the same time you have no control over. <laughs> um, but I, I think that the saving graces that have really shown me, you know, how I get outside is is in those moments of where I feel so much hopelessness. Like I don't feel like I have control over anything. And one of those moments was when I, I was in Santiago. Um, it's almost a year actually. Um, my my dad died in January. Um, and we don't know if he if he killed himself or or if he just drank too much. But I don't know if it matters or not. But he died. Um, and because of visa issues and because of border closings, I wasn't able to go home. And I wasn't able to be there for that. Um, and being outside. And we were in full quarantine. <laughs> so quarantine is unlike anything in the U.S. It doesn't exist, truly. Um, but here, here in Chile, it does. It's very strict um, with military enforcement and just going outside within the confines of the house into a garden and starting a garden from literal concrete rooted me so deeply into something that I felt nurtured myself and nurtured everything around us. And I was able to share with the community how we were growing things and how we were doing things. So I, I think the whole point of it is, is that you you don't have to have your outdoor experience look like anybody else's. It can be as simple as starting a garden. It can be as simple as having a plant. It can be as simple as standing outside and looking up at the sky. And in those times when, I mean, there have been a lot, a lot of really shocking things to my system this year. Uh, my dad died. And uh, one of my grad school friends that I knew died while rock climbing his heart just stopped um my grandmother was in the hospital my dad had been in the hospital before he died he had gone in a prior car crash um my mom was in the hospital for a routine surgery and then got septic and I couldn't do anything about it um my other dad had had issues that I couldn't do anything about health-wise as well my grandmother just had a heart attack um, we had issues with, with Fernando's dad as well, having a heart attack. It's been a year of heart attacks. Uh, somebody that I had followed on social media for a very long time, who was an outdoor enthusiast and had traveled the world, um, and done van life for a really long time, took her own life. And just watching event after event after event of people who I truly cared about and were connected to and am connected to experience those kind of traumas and experience those kind of, of losses 
it's insurmountable without nature to me and I hope you guys can hear the birds in the background um because those kind of things remind me of how everything is worth living everything is worth pursuing if you just realize how incredible the world is and by doing so you realize how incredible you are and I think that is one of the biggest reasons and the biggest motivations that I, I get outside is to, to realize how small, trivial things are and traffic is trivial and, you know, getting mad at people at work is trivial and meetings are trivial and the stress of your family and arguments are trivial. If you just realize the length of time it takes for a seed to be planted to go to a full-blown tree, it's inconsequential. So I think that there are many, many ways for everyone to get outside and some of the ways that I've seen our community getting outside and some of the, the personal ways that people have shared to me what motivates them are extensive and I, and I want to take a second to share some of those with you. So some ways that people are motivated within our community are to get outside and take photos. You know, those breathtaking views are worth it to people. And I think that it's worth it in some capacity to everyone, like getting on top of a 4,000 and, and realizing that you climbed that, like you got to the top. Nobody else got you there. Like your legs carried you all the way to the top. There's nothing quite like it. Um, and realizing that you actually just took time aside from your life and you prioritized just by doing it, just by setting aside time, you took that time to get outside. Um, I, I think there's there's something incredible about that. Um, some other things that motivate people are, are to do, um, different outdoor, you know, like athletics outside, um, running, like trail running. Oh, incredible. Like people who trail run are just truly incredible people. Like they're perseverant, they're badass. They get out in all sorts of weathers and they fall. <laughs> I know so many people who trail run, trail run and who are like ultra marathoners like 100 miles absolutely not you will not catch me ever running um that but but sometimes even when I'm on the trail like you just get this energy and this momentum that you feel like you have to run like you have to go and and do it because it's so incredibly invigorating um and I think that's that's really cool another thing about running and I find this very analogous to yoga is that you don't need gear to do it you just I mean I guess you need a decent pair of shoes eventually but like you just grab a pair of shoes, like tennis shoes, and go. That's it. That's the beauty of it. Um, and I think that, that having that parallel, like even if you do yoga, taking yoga outside, um, running outside, walking outside, going and doing hit exercises outside, like you might look a little crazy, but like just do it. Go Grab your stuff and go in the backyard. Like if it's raining, go in the backyard, go in your front yard, do it in your street. Like, okay, don't do it in your street. That's not, I didn't recommend that. Uh, driveway is what I meant. <laughs> do it in your driveway. Like who cares what people think? Anyway, um, last point that I really want to highlight, um, is another motivation, same topic is, oh, there's bird watching too. We haven't talked about bird watching, but we're going to get into that one episode because it's a really cool way, I think, to start to appreciate what's around you. And when you start to become aware of things that are immediately around you, even if you don't care about birds, like you don't have to be obsessed with birds, 
to go bird watching. It's just the appreciation of something that already exists around you that you didn't see before. And that's, it's like a whole new world right in front of you and it's free. Like, um, I've, I've listed a bunch of resources on the last, on the last episode, um, if you guys want to get into some of that. But anyway, I, I'm going to show you, uh, if you don't know, this is also on video for the first time. I know I said that another episode, but the videos are really bad. And this one's also really bad because I don't have a tripod yet, but we're getting there is luck. We went into town today and have the privilege of buying a bunch of books. Books are very expensive here in Chile, um, like really expensive. So if you're not in Chile and you're like in the US or Canada or Europe, just appreciate the cost of books because they're so expensive here. Anyway, uh, we went to the library first to find some resources, which is my highest recommendation actually, uh, but they don't have any references here in the middle of nowhere. So we got some amazing books and they are all about native and medicinal plants here and part of beginning our dream for our 123 acres is to identify things that are native and things that are invasive and begin to clear out invasive species and begin to tag and label everything that we have that is native um, and figure out what we need to integrate back into the land and also to be able to use to be able to learn um, what people have used for for as long as you know since time existed here and what people um what people have introduced and I think another part of that is that we with this kind of studio lab ideas is us building in trails and us building in trail network systems into the property so that you can go around and you can learn and it's almost like a, a foraging kind of experience you don't have to forage but to learn what's around you so that you feel like there is this deeper connection than just superficial um, you know, going somewhere to take a photo kind of concept. So, and then our ultimate goal with the land is to, to donate it as a park, um, and to turn it into a park system so that it is protected, um, and not purchased afterwards, afterwards meaning when we die, <laughs> but to, to continue on as a protected area, uh, for the future. So with that, um, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go any deeper. Um, I would love to hear what motivates you guys. I've already highlighted a lot of things that our community has, has found high, you know, really gets them outside is de-stressing the views, um, personal motivation, you know, proving to yourself that you can do something, taking hobbies outside, running, you know, physical exercise is a big motivation for a lot of people. And I think that the beautiful part is that all of us, get to experience even if it's the same hike at the same walk the same neighborhood the same trees we experience it for ourselves and in turn we get to experience it for for everything and everyone so with that i i thank you guys so much for being here um i really hope you guys are stoked for next year i want to highlight a few things we're going to have a couple more episodes before the end of the year but Next year, we're going to dive into a lot more interviews. We're going to have an artist on the show who highlights mental health. Um, and I would love to get a couple more people that I've got lined up. So I, if you guys know anybody or if you want to be on the podcast, shoot us a message. Um, us. Shoot me a message. Uh, you can do the contact uh, at katienewland.com. And I encourage you guys to go and check it out. There's a ton of free content going up. Uh, they're all resources that I use and have come from personal experience. Um, and I think that it's starting to, to come together really, really nicely. So 
I encourage you guys to use it and share it with anybody who is, is new or is really looking for hiking resources and let us know what, what you want to see. So with that, I hope you guys find time to pack your bags, to grab what you have, to get outside and figure out what motivates you and just experience it. Like forget about all the fluff, forget about all the gear, forget about everything you, you might or not need. Go outside. So I encourage you to take to the trails and I can't wait to see you guys next week.